Welcome back to Brain Blaze, a weekly podcast about epilepsy by people with epilepsy for everyone. I'm your host, David Clifford. In this episode, we argue that carers deserve the right to be full-fledged members in our epilepsy community. If you're new to Brain Blaze, I just want to state that I'm not a medical expert. I'm just someone that has struggled with the ins and outs of epilepsy for almost three decades. While we all care for someone close to us, a carer, short for caretaker, is someone who is in charge of taking care of another who can't take care of themselves. I often get questions from carers asking if they can participate in our epilepsy community's events. There is a real concern on their part that because they don't experience seizures, they don't deserve the same amount of support as people that do experience seizures. I will never be able to properly relay what a seizure feels like to anyone that hasn't had one. It takes the experience to understand. However, epilepsy is much more than just the seizures. It is constantly living under the dreaded word, when. It is working with doctors on a condition that one usually knows little about until they are faced with it. It is a constant worry that any change in behavior might be attributed to one's medications. It is the advocacy for proper medical care and disability rights. It is living with the apprehension knowing that each time one sleeps, there is a rare chance that one might not wake up. To assume that carers of people with epilepsy don't, quote, live with epilepsy, end quote, is naive. Epilepsy wreaks havoc on those of us that have the condition and our carers alike. Let me say this loud and clear. In the fight against epilepsy, some carers have earned their right to stand shoulder to shoulder with me or anyone else that has experienced seizures. Yet, I often see concerns of carers push aside to allow, quote, real discussions about epilepsy. Just like some people use the number or classification of their seizures to measure up to others, I see people discount the advice from carers as not meeting some arbitrary standard. I feel like I've seen both sides of this fence. I'm here to tell you that it's just as hard to be a carer as it is to experience a chronic illness. This is going to be one of the watershed days in financial markets history. It was a manic Monday in the financial markets. The Dow tumbled more than 500 points after two pillars of the street tumbled over the weekend. Lehman Brothers, a 158-year-old firm, filed for bankruptcy. In 2009, I was one of the lucky ones. I still had a job. A great job, actually. Well, a good one, at least. The startup at which I had joined as an early engineer had just been acquired by a large bluestock technology company. In their Silicon Valley office, I sat in the middle of a cube form. You know, the ones that have four-foot-tall walls that give you as much privacy as hospital smocks? Out of the blue, I received a call that no one wants to get. Oh, hey, Mom. I'm just kind of busy. What can I do? Listen, are you sitting down? Yes, of course. I'm, I'm working. I have cancer. What? It's already in my nose. The doctor said something about stages four, I think. You think? Well, it's so hard to remember. There's just lots of things going on in the office at the time. Is this some type of joke? Are you... Who would joke about cancer? Yes, it is real. Starting to call during office hours. I'll call you back later hey, when I have more Mom, information. Don't. I have to call your brothers now. I love you. Bye. Love you too. I sat there perplexed, holding the phone receiver for a long time. I just stared at the gray landline phone, watching it blink. Is this real life? Suddenly, a simple thought jerked me out from the weight of learning something so huge. I sat there for 15 minutes debating. I then called my wife to tell her about my plan. She was all for it. Then I walked into my boss's office. David, come on in, come on in. What's on your mind? My mother has stage 4 cancer. This is my last day working here. Is this some kind of joke? I learned later that a lot of my peers described my actions as misguided or even stupid. Who in their right mind would throw away a perfectly good job in the wake of the largest recession since the Great Depression? In an episode last season, I described that my mother took care of me 
when in 1995, my seizures forced me to drop out of my first attempt at attending university. Over a three-month period, my mother became my carer in every sense of the word. The raw number of tonic-clonic seizures I had during any given day prevented me from performing even the simplest of tasks like eating, walking, bathing, and yeah, that too. All at once, my mother became my nurse, housekeeper, therapist, driver, assistant, personal shopper, and dry cleaner. In the days before the internet, she was stuck learning as much as she could about epilepsy from the public library between shifts at her full-time job. While my condition did slowly improve over four months to the point where I could walk to the restroom myself, I continued to have seizures every day for more than a year. And during that time, I was never left alone. Mom, get out of this bathroom right now! The doors to any room in which I walked stayed swung open in the fear that my family would not be able to get to me if I had a seizure. Are you okay? Yeah. I sneezed. You sneezed? Don't do that anymore. You scared the wits out of me. My mother did her best to protect me from everything, even my brain. Here's the thing, though. When you're 20, you need your space. Everybody needs some time to themselves once in a while. Back then, there was a large part of me that truly appreciated everything she was doing for me. But I have to admit, there was also a small part of me that wished she would just turn it down a notch. I mean, her constant control over my life was absolute. While we eventually worked out how much protection was too much, I never forgot the selfishness she exhibited while taking care of me. Are you okay? Yeah, just... Oh, is that all? You scared the wits out of me. David, if you don't get out of this bathroom right now... After I quit my job in 2009, I moved back in with my mother. All at once, I became my mother's nurse, housekeeper, therapist, driver, assistant, personal shopper, and dry cleaner. This time, I hoped to help her with as much selflessness as she showed me. In a few short months, I got her medications and doctor visits all scheduled and situated. I figured out a schedule for us to stick to, put a diet in place, organized her home, and I did everything. It was only after she threw a full plate of spaghetti and meatballs at me after calling me a Nazi that I realized what I was actually doing. I was trying to control her life. I had fallen to the same trap that she inadvertently fell into when she took care of me. I was helping her the way I wanted to, rather than the way she needed me to. Unless you've been there yourself, it is easy to roll one's eyes at cares. When someone completely and utterly depends on you, their fight becomes your fight. Otherwise, you both fail. Because of the size of the emotional investment, you learn real quick what the other person is going through and the reality they face. In our fight against epilepsy, we have control over some of our actions. We can take our meds, get our sleep, and mind our triggers. Cares have no control whatsoever. They can only try to convince us to do the right things for ourselves. No one understands how frustrating that is until they are put into that position. Even though my mother and I did everything imaginable to protect her, I saw my mother whittled down due to the effects of cancer and her medical treatments. While I can never tell you how she felt having cancer, I can tell you about the life she lived to try to beat it. Unfortunately, my mother lost her battle with cancer in 2010. While I can never truly describe what a seizure feels like to a person who has never had one, cares, and especially cares of small children, can tell anyone what it feels like to live with epilepsy. It is time that we give them the respect they deserve. Are you a carer? We just want to say thank you. Thank you for taking care of one of us. Because taking care of one of us helps all of us. We would love to hear any of your comments or questions regarding this or any of our other episodes. 
You can always reach out to us via email at social at or on Twitter at BrainBlaze. And if you like this episode, consider subscribing or even helping us by providing a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your content. One small click really does help. See you next time.